Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. Okay, thanks for tuning in tonight. Golden Knights and Stars 1-1 after the first. Blue Jays lost 6-3 to Tampa Bay today. Jays have lost 9 of their last 11. Canada beat Finland 4-1 at World Hockey, and they played Latvia in the semis on Saturday. Got an email here from Brad, inside sports at 630ched.com. He says, going to junior high in Spruce Grove in the 70s, we always played Danish rounders in phys ed class. So there we go. We got at least somebody else, well, a couple people who uh, called it Danish Rounders. I guess most commonly known these days as kickball. Kellen, what do you think? Nothing. Kellen's like, please don't talk to me, Reed. It's, You're it, too weird. It's, an ama- it's amazing how one, uh, you know, f- uh, would we call it a fringe sport? A, a sport with a cult following has a... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a cult sport. <laughs> a cult sport. <laughs> has so many names to it, you know. <laughs> That'd be a good horror movie. Cult sport. Cult sport. They but, thought they were playing a normal sport, yeah. but no, they're playing a cult sport. But, yeah, that shows you that, you know, different generations have different names for different things. Like, you know, people in my generation being millennials and, and, and Gen Zs probably call it kickball because of, you know, the recess TV show and being taught that in elementary school and so on. And, you know, you guys were, what, Danish rounders or rounders? Yeah. Which, you know, that's the, probably, like, the one texter said that might be the rural uh, Alberta influence and that stuff, especially in the county that you guys grew up in. So so there we go. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're solving some mysteries here on Insight. We really offer, again, this show is all about entertainment and education. Mm-hmm. We do both, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> all right, 780-496-0063 if you are inclined to participate. The Edmonton Elks will be participating in a preseason game Saturday afternoon at Commonwealth Stadium. It's on 6.30, Chet, 12.30 for the countdown to kickoff with Brendan Escott. David Morley will have the call starting at 2. Blake Dermott and David Bowles also part of our broadcast team. And, of course, they will be chronicling the exploits of this man, quarterback for the double E. It is Taylor Cornelius. Taylor, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Awesome to have you on the show, Taylor. I want to start with your off-season and nothing to do with football. Congratulations on getting married, sir. How was the wedding? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. No, it was wonderful. Uh, You know, it was was a long time coming uh, and finally proposed uh, about a year ago. And then, uh, you know, we had the wedding this off-season. It was a great time. Lots of family and friends there, and we enjoyed the heck out of it. Now, if you don't mind sharing a little bit, and, and I and I know you put some on your Instagram account. Uh, what what is it, Abby? Is that your now wife's name? Yes, it's Abby. Okay, so now did you have a crazy proposal set up, or was it something traditional? 
Um, I didn't do anything too crazy. We went to uh, we went to breakfast or brunch. Uh, it was, I think, the weekend before Valentine's Day, and so we we just kind of kept it kind of casual at brunch or whatever. And then I had my buddies and some of her friends uh, set up a little spot at the botanical gardens there in Oklahoma city. And then once we finished brunch, we walked over there and then, uh, walked up to this little kind of altar looking thing. And then, uh, I proposed there. So did she know it was coming then? Did she think something was up? <laughs> um, she didn't actually, she went on a bachelorette trip the, the week before and her friends knew, but they did a good job of throwing her off and telling her that they hadn't heard anything from me and things like that. So it was good. <laughs> All right. Now, how did you and Abby meet? Uh, how, how long of a romance has this been? It's been six years now. We met in college. Uh, one of my uh, best friends were dating somebody on the palm squad and then we also had class together so we kind of got set up on a double date and then went to launch together and then after that we were kind of together ever since okay awesome so now look you, you have a, a career that uh, can put you in physical danger sometimes and you also have to move around a little bit you know you had some stops before now coming into your third year here in Edmonton how how does Abby uh, put up with the life of a pro quarterback <laughs> well she wasn't very happy with me last year towards the end of the season uh, with the whole spleen thing but you know we finally moved past that and uh, she's I wouldn't say she's used to it uh, but uh, she's gotten more comfortable I guess with it all Okay, and she's going to be in Edmonton this season, I hope. Yes, she's already. She's actually already up here. Um, she just uh, works remote, and so she can work from anywhere, and so it makes things easier on us. And uh, we've got her and the and the two dogs already up here. Oh, and now, now did Abby like football before she fell in love with a quarterback? Um, I wouldn't say she loved football by any means, but she, she does now, and that's all that matters. <laughs> okay, and, and what about tell tell me a little bit about the uh, the canine members of the family? How how are they adjusting to life in Edmonton? Oh, they love it. Um, uh, they're good, except when it gets too cold for them, then they just want to hang out inside all day. <laughs> well. A lot of dogs that grow up in Edmonton are like that too. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. All right. Well, thanks for sharing a little bit on that side of your life, Taylor. It's it's, it's good to get to know you a little bit. Uh, but but turning to the football stuff, I mean, you mentioned uh, the, the spleen injury late last season. Uh, how long till you felt good after that? Uh, it was probably a good four or five weeks before I felt normal again. I mean, it was just a... Uh, like the biggest thing was I couldn't get my heart rate up, you know, high enough to, to cause, you know, something to pop loose uh, on the stents uh, in my spleen and things like that. So I was just like a couch potato. And then about week three or four, I got to get on the stationary bike and ride that for 15 minutes, but I couldn't, you know, do anything extreme and then hop off and go on walks and things like that. So uh, it was a little bit different. I've never had anything like that, but we're all good now. Spleen's fine. Uh, we're ready to go. How did, uh, as you went through your off season, 
like do you throw almost every day or will you, will you have a day where you do other sorts of training for strength or endurance or things like that what's a sort of typical off-season workout pattern for you yeah so it was uh throwing three times a week and working out for four um usually throwing monday wednesday fridays or kind of whenever you know i could get everyone together but that was usually the schedule we had um would work out in the mornings around in between 6 30 and 8 somewhere around there and then uh monday in the afternoon would go throw and then tuesdays it was just a lifting day and then wednesdays we'd just throw and then kind of same thing for thursday and friday okay was there anything you really focused on in the off season did like did you identify an area where you said okay i i, I really want to improve in this was there was there anything you'd want to share yeah, I think it was just kind of putting on some more weight. Um, you know, I played, you know, at Oklahoma State around 2.30, and then uh, that's kind of the best I ever felt physically on the field, just taking hits and things like that, just being more durable. Um, and uh, that's where I got back up to this offseason. So put on a little more pounds. Okay. Well, and you mentioned the durability, and I, I thought last year – uh, you, I, I personally thought you really showed a lot of toughness in a lot of games. You know, I, I thought you scrambled more and and uh, used your legs and used some determination to keep some drives alive along the way. Is is that right. something that you what well, you want to make sure is a, a, and I, like I know you got some great receivers and we're going to talk about that. But <laughs> but as you know, like sometimes in in this league, those running lanes do open up for quarterbacks, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's just kind of a pick your spots kind of thing. You know knowing what the defense is, is giving you and what they're in and, and what they're trying to take away um, and then create running lanes uh, kind of that way. Okay. Elks quarterback Taylor Cornelius joining us tonight on Inside Sports, getting ready for the preseason game Saturday against Winnipeg. Look, I, I know that there you got a lot of good receivers, but I, I got to start with uh, Eugene Lewis, who's one of the tops in the league. Tell me about building a rapport with him and, and what you've seen from him in camp so far. Yeah, it's it's been easy. Um, you know, he's like you said, I mean, he's he's one of the best in the league and and he's proven that for, you know, however long he he's been up here, but at the same time, you know, his off the field things, his leadership qualities is, is something that this team uh, you know, needed and he's brought that uh with him along the way. Yeah. Um What's it like? And Dunbar is another guy. People talk about Maurice yep. uh, French is is another guy. Uh, we had some clips from him on the show last night. Like, do you do you have to build a different sort of chemistry with each receiver as you get to know them? Like, how they like the ball, where they like the ball. What sort of subtleties go into that that a you know the average fan might not pick up when they're watching a game? Sure, I, you know Eugene. Obviously, he's he's a high point kind of guy. He wants the ball. You know shoulder pads and, and above so he can go up and jump for a football i think he you know he's made a, a name for himself off of you know his contested catches up here um but at the same time i think the biggest thing is just how they run routes uh you know knowing when they're going to come out of break when they're kind of their timing steps before they break and things like that uh is is really the biggest thing on on my end uh when i try and build something like that with a receiver Okay, uh, a couple more quick ones for you. Uh, how how long did you overlap with Chuba at Oklahoma State? Interesting Edmonton connection there, right? Yeah, um, we were, I'm trying to think. He was there probably, we were there together for two years. 
maybe three, maybe two and a half. I don't, I can't remember exactly when he got uh, to Oklahoma State, but you know, me and Chuba still talk to this day. Uh, when I when I uh, ended up signing here in Edmonton, he was one of the first people to reach out and congratulate me. Uh, he's an awesome dude, and and uh, you know, it was fun playing with him at Oklahoma State, um, and and to watch his career develop as it has. Yeah, he, did he ever talk about Edmonton or Sherwood Park? And we were like, "What? What's he talking about?" <laughs> yeah. Um, not too much at Oklahoma State, but uh, when I came up here, he said, "You know, if you ever need anything, you know, I'm just a phone call away, and I've still got family up there and things like that." So it was good. Okay, and uh, and I'll end with this one. Uh, you know, this is your third year here now, uh, so you, I think you have become an Edmontonian. Uh, what what <laughs> what strikes you about the city, or if if when you are back home and people say, "Well, where where's Edmonton?" Like, how, how do you how, what do you say? Well, how do you sum it up? Um, I guess the best way to put it is it's north of Montana, and and it's colder than Montana in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you tell them about the vibe of the city? <laughs> yeah, the the city honestly it reminds me a lot of Oklahoma City where. Uh, you know, I spend most of my time in the off season. Um, y'all have got a lot more uh, nature, I guess, if you want to put it that way, up here and and things like that. Uh, Oklahoma City's just kind of flat uh, up here. You know, you've got the the um, shoot. I can't even think of the dog park that we take the dogs to, uh, where they can just roam and run around in the Saskatchewan River and things like that. Awesome. Okay. Well, hey, I know it's a busy time in camp, so thanks for taking time to join us here at Inside Sports. Have fun getting back on the field there on Saturday afternoon, and we'll talk again throughout the season, Taylor. Thanks for your time. All righty, that sounds great. Yes, sir, no problem. Elks quarterback Taylor Cornelius talking football, dog parks, and romance. He got married in the offseason tonight on Inside Sports. Interesting that he said he wanted to make sure he uh, he came back at a certain weight and in a heavier weight that he was at the last couple of years because he felt he had his uh, best success in the NCAA at that weight. So we'll see how that turns out tomorrow. You will see him on the field on Saturday afternoon at Commonwealth Stadium when the Elks play Winnipeg in a CFL preseason game. Still 1-1. Vegas and Dallas 12:53 left in the second period it's inside sports on Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H Brown and Associates Alberta injury lawyers go to jameshbrown.com More Leopard good 7804960063 Kellen, what do we have from our audience? Texts and lots of them. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've, we've got a variation to the Rounders theme tonight. Uh, texted in from an unknown number that says uh, it's called Football Rounders in the United Kingdom. Instead of soccer football. Yes. Or instead of soccer baseball. Or soccer baseball. It's called Football, football Rounders. Round- well, that would make sense, I guess. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel in Black Falls is listening tonight, and he says, "Nice to hear from Mean Gene, the pun machine, and love the elk stuff. Thanks." And he, ha- he has to add, he absolutely loves Gene. And again, thanks for the amazing interviews tonight. That is Daniel in Black Falls. I love Gene as well. Mm-hmm. And then we got another unknown text saying, "I am in my fifties, definitely kickball." So, all right, 
It's, uh, it, it seems uh, we found out last hour that it seems to be like region to region. I think the region is smaller than we think <laughs> we'd, it would be if it's either yeah. rounders uh, or d- kickball. D- Danish or... rounders appears to be the minority, but yes. at least a couple other people were with me that that's what they called it. But mm-hmm. kickball appears to be the most uh, most likely name for it. Mm-hmm. Most popular name for it. Mm-hmm. And we've got a Elks question in on the line tonight from an unknown I, number. I probably won't know the answer, <laughs> but I'll try. Well, they're asking you. They're saying, Reed, who are you watching in training camp? That's a good question, actually. Um, I, I mean, I'm curious with some of these receivers, like certainly this uh, Maurice French lad that we talked about, because it's going to be hard to break through. I, I got to go with Cornelius and Ford because quarterback mm-hmm. is so important. Now, I, 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 this person, I don't know if they know this or not. I, I talk about the Elks a lot. We broadcast the Elks game. I do not cover the Elks in person. So I am not at the training camp sessions. That is Dave and Morley. And, and Brendan Escott goes to some of them because uh, he's hosting the games this year. So um, I guess I'm, I'm really going to see them for the first time on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to I want to see how Cornelius plays. I want to see how Eugene Lewis does. Um, I want to see Kevin Brown back at running back, right? Shannon Brooks is another guy competing for a spot there. Dylan Mitchell back from last year. How does he fit in now that they, they went out and got some other high-end receivers? So those are some of the names for me. Uh, to me, O-line, like the O-line's got to be better this year. And yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, the, that's the the one. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, obviously they didn't have a great team last year. Clearly in the second half of the season, they had a couple of home games pretty much won, and they blew it mm-hmm. against Montreal and Toronto. Now, 6-12, and 4-14, and 14, not, I mean, not a lot of difference. Would have been, wouldn't have been a great season, but... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think Vegas just scored here. They did. So Vegas goes up 2-1 on Dallas. They're in the second period. Vegas trying to join Florida in the Stanley Cup final. All right. We will. Uh, thanks for those messages. We'll, we'll, t- we'll, t- we'll have another uh, Elks angle on the show tomorrow, of course, to get you ready for Saturday's game. Appreciate those messages. Mike Johnson going to the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. He's coming up.